0: it's now time for an in-depth look dedicated to all things pertaining to the new york red bulls tackling all of the latest news and happenings both on and off the pitch this is the fall of bulls podcast the red bulls overcame injuries suspensions international absences and travel headaches to grab four points over the course of eight days we recap the chicago houston and atlanta matches and get you ready for the Hudson River Derby versus NYCFC Sunday night at Red Bull Arena. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Full of Bulls podcast. We've been off for about a week, but we're here we are back again. Mike Corbett and Alfredo Fumasas, of course, follow us on at FOBS Podcast on Twitter, Anchor FM, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast. That's where you can pick up the pod each week. Um, Alfredo, uh we didn't get around to doing it last week. Uh, there was a couple games last week, there were three games in 8 days, there had the 4th of July. So I know you're probably busy shooting off fireworks. Uh, we we didn't get around to doing everything, but how are you doing? How was your your extended break and your uh, 4th of July weekend?
1: I'm good, Mike. It's uh, the the rebels are hard at work and we're slacking off. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah. Slacking off like they uh, their <laughs> yeah, travel agents, but they're, they're travel <laughs> to the Atlanta game, which we'll get into a little bit yeah. of ridiculous uh, MLS rules. Okay, let's just jump right into it. There was the good. 3-1 win versus Chicago. The grotesque. A 4 nothing loss uh, the day before the 4th of July at Houston. And, uh, okay, not too bad. A 3-3 exciting draw versus Atlanta United. Uh, with players missing from international duty, there was a couple of red card suspensions picked up during that time. Kaku and Murillo were suspended for the Atlanta game. Travel issues, as we said, to Atlanta. They didn't travel until the day of the game. Four points. I guess you could live with that over the, the three games, an eight-day period. Um, I guess overall, not too bad. But still. You know, the, the game that really sticks with me is is that Houston game. That was a really bad 4-0 drubbing. I, I know Luis Robles has come out and said that he apologized to the, any of the fans who made it there to send their ticket stubs or whatever, your proof of purchase of tickets. Whoever made the trip to Houston, he was going to refund them the price of their tickets. You know, every now and then you expect that. Hey, you know what, the team's going to lay an egg. But that was really strong words from the captain. I think that's the one where – all right. you, know, you uh, At least if you could have pulled out five points in the three games, that would have been great, Just cause especially how everything is tight in the Eastern Conference. All right. And even if you did lose at Houston, it's not the end of the world. I think it's more the, the way they lost and how you just have these Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde moments from the Red Bulls. I expected to see a little bit more out there on the pitch last Wednesday in, in that Houston game.
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's one of those. I mean, but when you look at this lineup, when I looked at the lineup uh, before the game, and you see that uh, that there's no Tim Parker, uh, mm-hmm. so he Armas decided to to play uh, Michael Murillo uh, at center back. while Connor laid at uh, right back, and as soon as you see that, you kind of. Look at it and go, this, this is a recipe for desire, uh, for desire, yeah. <laughs> a recipe well, uh, for... <laughs> not to be desired. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, recipe, yes, anyway. a recipe for disaster. Uh, and then you, you you watch in the game and you see how uh, New York's defense was uh, manhandled by uh, by Houston. Uh, you know, it, it was it was rough. It was rough. Um, it's a heavy loss. Uh I think that when you go into uh into Houston a team that hadn't won a game in their five previous uh match matches you expect something a little better not that heavy of a defeat and of course Houston's doing well in the standings yeah. but still I
0: think they're 7th now so they they yeah. they're, they're not that bad but still
1: Still four nothing uh is heavy four nothing yeah. is really heavy uh, yeah, especially
0: for a team that I'm sorry to interrupt, but just for especially for a team of the Red Bulls, where they say year in year out they have MLS Cup uh, aspirations, uh, you know, not not just for you know among the the supporters with the optimism. Actually, I, I think probably people who work with the you know, media within the league, people who work at MLSsoccer.com, are a little bit more bullish on the Red Bulls' chances than probably the supporters who've been following the team year in yeah. year out. But for a team that does have those title aspirations, where you just sort of see how this big drop off. Yeah, you know, th- there were a lot of guys missing on defense, but you you just see where there's I, I guess it's is that way in a lot of places in MLS, but just the lack of quality once maybe a few of the guys, the top starters are out, where it's just yeesh. I mean, yeah. they, you could get away with it up front with what we've seen with the strikers, we've seen guys like Brian White come in, Barlow come in. You know, even at times Derek Etienne Jr. has had his moments at times, but yeah, that's where you, where, you, where you don't have the depth back there on the defense that's where you really get punished in this league
1: yeah no and look uh the humidity is always going to play a factor and i Mm -hmm. think that the rebels decided that they weren't going to play their regular high pressing game because obviously with the humidity was going to take a lot of them but yeah yeah, they sat back they didn't play the regular styling and usually when we see uh the rebels not playing their regular style is when they get uh beaten the the most and the ugliest and this was uh this was just the case. This was just the case.
0: Yeah. So go from that on to the, the game with Atlanta on you missed Sunday. Chicago or are we we yeah. recapped. Oh, Chicago. Yeah they won. Yeah you know, they won that that was good. You know they, they came <laughs> off the their gold cup break even though the gold cup was still going on at the time. That that, that was that was a pretty good win uh for the Red Bulls. Three <laughs> one uh, I know Chicago had its moments early on. It no, was almost like yeah. a like a reverse where the Red Bulls last year they were attacking Chicago yeah. and lost two one. It was almost a uh, flip flop for a while. But then you know the Red Bulls took control. It got a little dicey where they made it two one, but then they scored late. So yeah, and you were I know you were at the game as well. Yeah. Uh, anything really stuck out to you with that one before we move on to Atlanta?
1: Well, the biggest thing for me is how effective the rebels uh, were right so they had little chances Chicago uh, had most of the chances uh mm-hmm. it hit the the pipes a few times yeah uh, but the rebels were fortunate enough with that giveaway in the first goal that Kaku took away from the yeah. goalkeeper uh, and, and then the uh, the uh, the other goals were, were really like uh, fast breaks. Uh, catching uh, Chicago off balance and, and really putting stuff away when Chicago really thought that they could am- come out of the Red-, Red Bull Arena with at least a tie or or not being beaten as bad.
0: Yeah, it had to be karma for last year when 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 they came in and beat the Red Bulls two one. That that was definitely uh, that was uh, the MLS gods uh, making things right for for the Red Bulls at least on one occasion uh, where things didn't really seem that they were going right for the Red Bulls was this past weekend for their trip to Atlanta. Their flight that was scheduled from Newark down to Atlanta was canceled. They were actually flying a regular, you know, airlines, you know, American, whatever, uh, or United. United United with – with uh, fellow passengers, that got canceled. They got approval for MLS to get a, a charter to charter a plane because of the stupid MLS rules. You can only fly a charter four times, not four round trips, four times overall in the season. That's something that has to be worked out with the next collective bargaining agreement. You know, g- you know, God forbid, you know, a teams get breaks because they fly, you know, charter airplanes. Stop, stop being cheap. You guys are making money, you know. You know, let your players fly. You know the way they should. You know, you're not flying them on these expensive Etihad Airlines, you know, airplanes or what was it um, Emirates, where you know, you have big lounges. You know, you fly regular planes across the country. Come on, but needless to say, they got approval for the charter. That got canceled for bad weather. So they don't fly out until the morning of the game. Got to their hotel, crashed for a little bit. Got to the game. Atlanta scores early. Daniel Royer ties it up before the half. Then the second half, Brian White puts him ahead. Then there was the penalty. Uh, it was a Kyle Duncan. Yep. Um, yeah, it looked like he. Um, there was contact. They tie it up. Then it looked like Atlanta had to win with Martinez heading into goal. The start of uh, injury time. It was just uh, Sean Nealis sort of got caught out. And you're thinking, man, you know, after everything with the way things were going, it looked like they were going to get three points, but at least. You know, get a point. I th- thought it was well deserved, but was it not only uh, a minute later or ninety seconds later? Bradley Wright Phillips off the bench comes in, rescues a point for New York. Game ends three-three draw. Probably the way things are going with both teams, uh, you know, a point was deserved for for each uh, each side that that afternoon. But it's also uh, we talked about. Here it is, you know, they, they lay the egg a few days before in Houston, maybe, you know, under certain circumstances, different roster. But here it is on uh, nationally televised TV against the big time rival. They step up once again, you know, the, the, the big time Charlies that the Red Bulls seem to be in these moments.
1: Well, absolutely. And and I almost thought that the Rebels were going to get that win. But you know, the tie is uh the lesser of the two evils. Uh, mm-hmm. again, uh the Rebels having Atlanta's number in the regular season with a with a with a record of four oh and two in their uh six all-time MLS meetings. Uh but uh, you know, I I thought that there could have been a, a huge morale booster. Uh, for the Red Bulls having to have faced the the travel fiasco, mm-hmm. uh getting to Atlanta uh, on game day, resting a little bit, coming out uh to a sellout well, I don't know if it was a sellout crowd, but it was it was pretty big yeah. uh to, to an atmosphere where they have had some success against the team that it seems that it, it it's it's really turned into a rivalry, and we saw it during the game. The game got chippy. I thought the referee uh, lost control of the game. There was a couple red cards that he missed that could yeah. have given the Red Bulls advantage. But this is this is really.
0: Yeah, uh, Lore- Lorenowitz is still throwing guys down even after the whistle. You so. got the he got, apparently you got a oh, red yeah, card. Oh yeah, he got, after he got the, one after the game. Yeah,
1: after the game. But uh, yes. this is really turning into a marquee. Uh, matchup. I mean, mm-hmm. as you as you guys know, uh, last year uh, Red Bulls in and Atlanta went toe to toe during the beginning uh, during the whole season. Uh, Red Bull inched Atlanta for the for the supporter shield. Then uh, Atlanta returned the favor by eliminating the Red Bulls in the semifinals of the the conference. Uh, and then uh, you know, but this is really turning uh, into a marquee matchup. Um, for the MLS who would have thought New York and Atlanta to have that type. I haven't seen that type of rivalry since the Mets and the Atlanta Braves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where you get a John Rocker and uh Piazza back there, (laughs) Chipper Jones, uh, yeah, the thing is, where certain rivalries that MLS wants to push, but sometimes they just sort of happen naturally. You know, say the be- yeah. well, throughout the beginning of MLS, you had to, uh, the the you know, Metro Stars and the Red Bulls versus DC United. That was a big one. Philadelphia's tried to jump in and say that they're a rival of of no, the Red Bulls. They're they're, they're, they're a local rival, but it's it's not to the extent of a DC, Atlanta, or even uh, the team coming up this week, NYCFC, which I think yeah. if you talk about in, in the scale of things. That might be, you know, either tied for second with DC right now, maybe even behind DC a third. You know, it depends on how things are going. Now DC is getting a little bit better. When we see some of the times when uh, the Red Bulls play DC United this year, we'll we'll see if we uh, some of the the old uh, bad blood comes up uh, between the, the the two clubs. But. You know, outside of that first leg of the Eastern Conference final where the Atlanta United just throttled the Red Bulls yeah you know, as you said they went away you know, Red Bulls went away from their normal style beat them three0 but even if you take the return like the, the Red Bull, you know, Atlanta didn't really have to do anything the Red Bulls won that match where the Red Bulls have either beaten Atlanta or they've gotten points off of them in, in regular season play where do they really do the Red Bulls really have Outside of that one game, you know, in the playoffs last year, do they really have Atlanta United's number? Well, during the regular season, they have. But
1: mm. uh, I guess when it counted, when it counted most, well, I guess during the last season it counted too because it, it it allowed the Red Bulls to have an edge over Atlanta for the yeah. Sporter Shield. But this is really a team that Atlanta has struggled to beat during regular
0: season. Yeah. Well, they haven't beaten the Red Bulls. It's 4-0-2. Oh. Yeah it yeah, was a draw their their expansion season and
1: uh yeah and this includes a couple yeah, a couple trips time. a couple trips to um to uh to mercedes-benz yeah, Mercedes yeah mercedes-benz stadium over there yeah so take it take
0: yeah. it as you will but uh, yeah it's and, and you think with like i guess going forward uh, this season you know with both teams at full strength uh you wonder if the Red Bulls would be considered the favorites. I, you know, people still always lean towards Atlanta with some of their high-priced guys, the flashy names, the crowd going nuts. But you wonder if you know both these teams are full strength. Whether if the Red Bulls, when they finally get their roster back, they finally get a full roster. You know, Florian Valo, congrats to him. He's got a green card now, so he doesn't count for an international spot. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but you know he's he's out for the year. But once they get everyone back. And, and healthy, and you know, to get guys back from international break. You wonder if they're really considered the favorites. Although there, there is other competition now in Eastern Conference with Philadelphia, with DC, and with uh, this week's opponents, where some people weren't expecting much out of them this year. New York City FC.
1: Yeah, but look, I think that. Uh you know, as you mentioned, the flashy names, the stadium, but when you look at the record, that the history that the rebels have had, mm-hmm. and considering that both teams are going to be a full strength, you have to give the edge, maybe a slight edge to the rebels.
0: Yeah, I, I think it also depends. Now you know, a different playoff format this year. It's just one and done, much like the uh, you know NFL playoffs, which is one game, and, and you're eliminated, or the NCAA basketball tournament. So that is gonna play a huge factor in whoever gets uh, the better better record during the regular season if they do happen to meet up in the postseason. Okay, uh, how about um, I guess there'll be a little bit also we, we look forward here to um, to, to the uh, New York City game, but there's other things I wanna to uh, hit on first. But with Bradley Wright Phillips coming back, you came back and you know, Cameo appearance in the Chicago game. He came on late to try to grab something for for the in the Houston game. Maybe they weren't expecting to play him. They thought maybe when it was still two nil down, three nil, they can maybe grab a few goals, but it just didn't work. Uh, he comes off the bench in the game in Atlanta and scores a goal. Uh, is this something where they're just still like easing him back into the lineup, or you know, you expect them? Um, uh, you see BWP starting here soon, or you? you I I I I think once if he's up and he's he's healthy ready to go and they got his fitness going he's going to be back in in that starting 11.
1: Yeah, I think that uh probably won't be too long until he's back in the starting 11. Yeah. Look, uh it was a nagging injury. It was an injury that lasted much longer than anybody expected and mm-hmm. I think that the uh, Red Bulls at this point they're managing um Bradley Wright-Phillips's uh comeback or, or to fitness. Um if you look at the rebels and where they are in the standings, it's not like they're in desperate need that they need Bradley White mm-hmm. Phillips to come and step in. And, and Brian White scoring. Out. he scored against Atlanta, six goals for yeah. for Brian White. Yeah. But uh, so the the rebels are gonna take uh they're gonna take it easy. They're gonna take it easy with Bradley White Phillips. Make sure he comes back healthy. Make sure that he, he's not playing through any pain or discomfort. And and once he's comfortable, comfortable and and confident enough. That he's he's at a hundred percent. I think that the rebels will uh, will hear from Bradley Wright Phillips. I think that ultimately, yes, the rebels are managing, but they're also talking to Bradley Wright Phillips, who is uh, who has been around long enough uh, to make those decisions and to not. Yeah, rush I think in. he knows.
0: Yeah, he knows, and he knows how MLS is set up, where it's you know is put yourself in good position for a strong playoff run. So I think he understands. Yeah, where where the Red Bulls sit right now if they're in playoff positioning, where he knows all right, I I could, you know, just go at it here, you know, 70, 75% and I know, you know, come August, September, I could really start ramping it up then, going full 100% when I know I'm all loose and ready to go and all, you know, yeah, obviously he's been recovering from an injury, but that's also you know, saving a little bit of tread on his tires, not having to yeah. you know play through a lot of these months in you know in April, May, and, you know in June, where when the weather could be hot a bit. You know, he's from England, so yeah, I, I know. He, I think you know, he's been living here pretty much full time now, but you know, the, the English you know, maybe not used to all the all the still the hot weather. Yeah, you know, the hot summer weather here in the United States, especially in the the New York, New Jersey area.
1: Yeah, look, I think that uh, Bradley Wright Phillips may be coming in and hitting on all cylinders uh, at a crucial point of the season because as you mentioned, uh, now it's it's not enough to just make it. yes, obviously you want to make it into the to the playoffs. but with the format and you not having the luxury of playing uh, a home leg and an away leg, now it leaves you in a position where you want to make sure that you're ranked as high in the seedings as possible. So if you face a team that's uh, that's lower than you, you get to play in front of your fans. And, and we yeah. all know what kind of record the Rebels have had at Rebel
0: Arena. Mm-hmm. It, it will be interesting to see if he's coming off the bench this Sunday against New York City FC or if they feel – Giving him the week's rest from playing in Atlanta. Also, you figure maybe against Atlanta, they don't want him going a full ninety on the field turf there, and he's you know full week to recover because they play on Sunday. If he's going to be in that starting eleven, because against New York City FC, he has really feasted on them since yeah. their inception. He's he's killed NYCFC. Even in the games that they've lost, he still scored one or two goals a game. So that he is someone you definitely want out there in, in this game. And, you know, he he gets up for the big games. He gets up for the games against D.C. He absolutely. gets up for the Atlanta games. And he surely as hell gets up for New York City FC.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the numbers don't lie. Uh, and, you know, I'll be curious, but there's a possibility it may start. But when you look at this uh, NYC FC team uh, who's currently uh, sixth in the East, uh with uh I'm sorry they're fifth, fifth yeah fifth Because yeah, the,
0: the Red Bulls are sixth and they have 28 points after 19 games one point behind NYCFC they got 29 points but NYCFC has only played 17 games Yeah, so they had two games in right. hand which sometimes could come up and bite you because you know, you play can condensed schedule so that's not always a good yeah. thing but, but they do have two games in hand where they can control their own destiny which puts a bigger emphasis on on uh, the game this Sunday
1: yeah, but the thing that I'm looking at here is that uh, uh, NYCFC has eight losses.
0: No, no, eight draws. Eight draws, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm Only looking at the Only two losses, draw. but yeah, they, they've been bitten yeah, by eight, the, eight the draw eight. bug. Yeah, the draw bug is bitten, so, them, whereas the, the mediocre bug has bitten the Red Bulls this year with eight wins, seven losses, and four draws.
1: That's absolutely right. So, yeah. so even though they're not losing games... They're not losing that many games, as you mentioned, yeah. two games only. But they're also not winning games, so yes. they have they've had their struggles to close out games and to to win mm-hmm. games. So perhaps uh, Chris Armors holds off BWP. Maybe he puts him in and, and gives him a full forty five minutes uh, against the NYCFC uh, because this is a NYCFC team that the, I I've, I believe that the Rebels uh, can can beat this NYCFC, but again. Uh, derby, everything goes out the window. Yeah. Moments of form go out the window. And a Derby is a Derby.
0: You also have to take into account the Red Bulls play Sunday at home against New York City, but then they're playing Wednesday up in Toronto against TFC. Yeah. Remember we said you know the six games in 24 days, whatever it was, 25 days, and they play Sunday down in Orlando. So you know, th- that is also something else to consider. Yeah. How much you use Bradley Wright Phillips also means how much you can't use him midweek up in Toronto. Which yeah. Is, you know, another team is, you know, it's not the Toronto FC of two years ago, but it's still a team with veterans that are capable of uh, doing, you know, some damage. And it's on their their field. They're they're pretty tough up there. Uh, yeah. They, they get a good crowd support, similar to, to the Red Bulls. Maybe not, you know, maybe you get, you know. They might get a little bit more numbers, but just overall, the fan support, you know, almost sucking in the goals and, you know, when they're when they're behind them.
1: Yeah. And don't forget that also uh, they went, uh, what, 120 minutes uh, last night, against, uh, NYCFC yes. did against and it's uh, Orlando down, down in, in Orlando. the U.S. Open. U.S. Yeah. Open Cup. So they, they've played a little bit more down in Orlando, which yeah. uh, we all know what the weather is like in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to oh, see yeah. what the approach is for NYCFC on Sunday yeah, uh, NYC, against the Rebels.
0: Yeah, as I said, they haven't lost that much, but they did lose last weekend at home to, to Portland. You know, Portland's always a tough team. But then going down here midweek in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, playing guys, they, they, they played a lot of their regulars. Maxi Morales was playing. Uh, Hebert was playing. Uh, you know, so they, they had a lot of their regulars. Uh, Ring was playing. You know, yeah. So a lot of these guys played the full 120. And, yeah. you you talk about down there in, in the humidity down there in Central Florida. And also a little bit... Obviously, coming back here to play the Red Bulls gets you up a little bit, but just a little bit of a, a letdown losing in the cup, knowing that's you know one trophy that you're not going to be able to win for this season and to go all the way on the road in extra time to lose. Yeah, that is, that is a little bit of a – that could have an effect on it. Uh, thing with the Red Bulls, now it looks like for this match, which, by the way, is this Sunday – 6:30 or 6 p.m. Hold on. Where I had it written down here. It never it never starts on the time that they announced. Yeah. Well, 6:30. The the coverage we'll just say coverage starts at 6:30. Fox sports run. Red Bull Arena, the venue for the Hudson River Derby. Uh with this one, the Red Bulls have their guys back. Kaku's uh, suspension is over with, you know, for the altercation you got into down there at Houston. Michael Murillo, I think it was, it was two yellow cards that got him ejected in Houston. He had to sit out the Atlanta United game. Both of those guys are back. Aaron Long is back from the uh, playing with the United States in the Gold Cup. By the way, congratulations, Aaron Long. Even though the United States did lose in the final to Mexico, he was named to the Gold Cup best starting 11. Uh, so kudos to him for that. He is back. Mario is back. Um... Tim Parker, I believe, should be back. Uh, You know, Kamara Lawrence is back from Jamaica. That's going to be huge, uh, especially against New York City, having that strong back four. Then that also gives other guys up front going forward, gives them a little more confidence to be able to go out and, and attack this New York City team.
1: Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. Um I, I don't I'm not sure about Parker. We haven't seen uh the medical report yet for this week, but yeah. he was he was doubtful uh against Atlanta. I don't know if he's been upgraded to to probable for NYCFC. Uh but you wait I, on
0: him. But they but you know what you still have someone like
1: at least one um, guy with the
0: yeah, you have Tarek coming in, but you know once tarek has gone, then it's like you know yeah, pray yeah. for rain. But right,
1: you, yeah, you have Emir Tarek, who's been doing yeah. well. You have Aaron Long who came into the U.S. national team camp virtually an, an unknown, uh, by international standards and by other teams by by other team standards. Now and there's he, rumors
0: he's garnering interest from Germany from English clubs. Now it's it's, it's amazing his, yeah, uh, his and, rise absolutely and now you you see a
1: guy that uh, that was really the stalwart for this uh, us defense that yeah. was very stingy with the goals they allowed all tournament uh so uh, kudos to to Aaron Long and, and and credit because he's a he's a guy that works hard and he, he also uh, plays plays the game hard he approaches his Approaches the game with with uh, with a lot of professionalism and with a lot of dedication. He deserves anything that's coming to him, but he's really. I think the rebels have
0: missed him dearly throughout yes. the stretch. Yeah, and you think he's been gone well over a month uh, because he, he was gone at least a game or two before the Gold Cup even started because they had the three-game preseason. Yep. before the Gold Cup, which was. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good run for the U.S. squad then. They did a little bit better come Gold cup play. But, yeah, so he's been gone since May. And, you know, now you're talking about it's the middle of July. So that is a huge boost. Also, as I was saying, against Atlanta United, where they're the big-time Charlies playing there on Fox, this game on Fox Sports 1, it's a nationally televised game against a, a local rival. The, the Red Bulls get up for this game. What it would be interesting to see – we know that the red red bulls have tarped up seats at red bull arena this year. They're, they're, <laughs> now i wonder if that's going to be still in effect uh this sunday or you know will they open up seats or are they not allowed to open up those seats you know once they sealed them up before the season started. i don't know if this is something well uh,
1: i don't i don't think they sealed them up before the season started. i think they sealed them up W- w-
0: during the season already. Uh, well, they had announced before the season that they were going to close up some seats because you know they, they did some additions to the stadium, and they also said that they were uh, they're reducing the capacity. They did say that before the season, so I don't know exactly when all the tarps went up, but uh, I know they did say before the season that they would be doing that.
1: It's gonna do. I think it's maybe gonna, it was
0: just maybe they didn't do it before, you know, for the first game because it was too cold. Who knows? Yeah, you know how you know how people, you know, guys could be over there in Jersey at time. I mean, it's too cold. I ain't going out.
1: Uh, it's gonna depend a lot on how many tickets you sell. Uh, I mean, definitely, yeah. you know, it's not like the Sunday night. You know, it's yeah, Sunday night. I don't think NYCFC has, has been having a year where they've gathered a lot of following. They're having an okay they're,
0: year. Their attendance is down. At, uh, you in know, Canadian so too. they're getting they're getting a little frustrated with the whole setup there.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see <laughs> if uh the people from uh from New York decide to travel to Jersey on a Sunday night. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be tricky also.
0: Yeah. Well I don't know how many of those guys, those NYC fans actually have jobs that they have to get up to for the Monday morning, you know. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's just work. It's work detail. You got to put on the orange vest and pick up the trash on the side of the road, right? Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> There we go. There, there's add fuel to the fire. There, there you go, Bronx boys. <laughs> just, just don't wreck Yankee Stadium for everyone. I gotta uh, go watch Yankee games there, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a fun. It's always a, a fun atmosphere between the two And, Anyway, if they, you know, for the New York City fans that do come to Red Bull Arena, stop ripping out seats. I, I know you don't have, you guys don't have your own stadium, and you, you're trying to build your own stadium somewhere. Who knows, up in Yonkers, I don't know. You can find some landfill in Staten Island, wherever it is. But stop ripping out seats at Red Bull Arena to go and try to build your own stadium, okay? Just you know, just stop. Just just act like humans for once, okay? <laughs> A few more kudos I want to give out to before we sign off here for the evening. Omir Fernandez, who's done pretty well for the Red Bulls in his rookie season, was named to the roster of the MLS homegrown team that will play Chivas uh, U20 side on uh, July 30th, right before the MLS All-Star Game, it's you know it's part of that whole celebration, it'll be out at the Disney Wide World of Sports Complex. The MLS All-Star Game against Atletico Madrid will be at Orlando City Stadium. And what I was reading about this, which is pretty cool, remember I had said on a couple of podcasts ago where, you know, for MLS All-Star Game, they need to bring back this, the old skills challenge,
1: yeah.
0: all, all the things that they used to do. You know, similar to what you see at the NHL, the, the skills competition and, and, you know, the Major League Baseball has a home run derby, yeah. NBA, slam dunk, three-point contest, all that stuff. They are bringing back the All-Star Skills Challenge, which will be – the MLS homegrown game is at 5 p.m. there at the Wide World of Sports. And then following that at 8 p.m., they will have the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge. So you know what? They, they, they got me hooked on that one. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to, to check that out and see how What I'll are the challenges go. they say? What are the challenges? I don't know. I have to look it up. But if you go on YouTube and you look at some of the skills challenges that they did in the past, they were amazing. (laughs) They had like, you know, the hardest, you know, shot competition. They had one where they had the goalie set up uh, and the goals were, I don't know, you know, Twenty or thirty yards apart, and they were just sitting there throwing the balls at each other and see if you could, you know, get the ball past the other goalie. Just picking them up and throwing them at each other. You know, they had, I think, dribbling competitions, and then I think they had uh, the shootout. You know, not not just penalty kicks, but they had the the old um, shootout which they had in the beginning of MLS, and they used to have back in the old NASL where you come dribbling yeah, in, yeah, you have yeah. a certain yeah. amount of time. So I think they have stuff like that. So it'll be fun. I'm definitely tuning into yeah, that I'm, to, to I'm, check that out.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm curious whether they're they're going to bring some of that back or if they're just going to follow the, the the FIFA game and take all the drills from the FIFA.
0: No, yeah. no, 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 let it's, it's, it's time to, uh, to, to Americanize it. You know, you know, they, they, they got away with this, you know, the shootout during the regular season. It's time to go back and have fun during these all-star competitions and do, I and agree, do man. stuff like that. I know, agree. It, was, it was fun. And you know what? There was like, a lot of the, the old players from England and stuff like that saw that when they were first playing in the league and other, and, and they thought it was great and, and they, they loved that. So, you know, bring stuff like that back. It'd be great. Before we go, uh, there was a wild one Wednesday night, Red Bull 2. They scored a goal to open the, the match against Bethlehem Steel. Bethlehem comes back, scores three goals. They have a 3-1 lead. The Red Bull 2 team rallies. Both Jared Stroud and Tom Barlow, each with two goals, which included Stroud's late winner in the 88th minute, which was assisted by Barlow. RB2 comes back on the road, wins 4-3 and a wild one. So congrats to them. They return at home, if anyone's interested, Saturday night out at Montclair State. Uh, 5 p.m. start. Yes, PN plus has the coverage, but if you want, you go out and watch and play against Atlanta United too. So I had a little bit sort of the the, the mini uh, North-South derby there. So other than that, I don't think I have anything else to say. Alfredo, hey, it was great talking to you once again. Once again, sorry to fans we weren't around last week, but uh, thanks once again. Alfredo, you enjoy the rest of your week and have a good weekend. Thanks, Mike. Take care, everyone. All right, for Alfredo Fumas, I'm Mike Corbett. Thanks for listening to the Full of Bulls podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FOBS Podcast, on Instagram at Full of Bulls, and visit our Facebook page and subscribe on iTunes. This has been a presentation of the Full of Bulls podcast. Thank you for listening.